this third part of that me this message on in, um, us being able to grow in our potential and uh, progress, becoming all that God wants us to do. I want to continue just to, we've looked at um, what you are and we began to look at what you can do. And I covered a few points there. And we're looking now at how many talents you have and how, how we can increase our leadership skills. And so we're looking at some of those leadership skills, both natural and the supernatural ones that God imparts to us. I just would like to say this, that my wife, Anne, was a teacher. Um, and uh, before we even came into ministry, she taught in a school, public school. She had a natural skill for teaching. But I've seen how God, by his supernatural touch on her life, has taken that natural skill and added to it the supernatural skill that comes from the Holy Spirit and made her something so much more powerful. So the, the gifts and skills that God has given to us, the talents that God has given to us, are very important very often, but don't let them get in the way of the, the supernatural, the spiritual, the impartation of God uh, making what, what maybe was a natural talent become a supernatural talent. And don't just depend upon the natural. Depend upon, trust in, uh, open your heart up to the supernatural, the spiritual impartation that God wants to do for you, for me, and for all of us. Uh, he's such a good God. So we looked at preaching skills, and we looked at some of the people skills, and now we're going to look at our, our pastoral skills. And in our pastoral skills, I mean, pastor, pastoring involves being caring and available, etc., uh, to be friendly, not to be pedantic. Uh, appearing super superior and, and to know it all. That's not being pastoral. And uh, to be pastoral, we need to care and we need to be friendly and available. And also, we we need to know Scripture, that we know how to apply the Scripture into that situation that we're addressing, be it an individual or while we're preaching. And to me personally, God helped me to understand that I can be pastoral from the pulpit. That when I preach, I preach in a way that I hope is, is counseling. That's why I try to keep it simple. Try not to uh, impress people with my vocabulary or my uh, communication skills. While we want to be our best for God in these things, we've got to always be uh, using the scriptures and uh, knowing how to apply them. And so when I preach, I preach to a crowd be it thousands, be it hundreds, be it tens, whatever, the, or even just an individual sitting across the desk from me or ask, me talking to them, counseling them in some situation. I've always tried to do that in a, in a way that is the application of the truth of the Word of God and uh, to treat everyone with respect and, and know how to apply Scripture into their situations. It's no use just being able to quote Scripture. We've got to know God gives us the skill to be able to apply that into their given situations. And then we move on quickly, not only from our pastoral skills, but our prayer skills. Uh, when I talk about prayer skills, please listen to me when I say this. When we're praying, we're addressing God, God himself, the supreme God, the God of, who created, the God who can open up ground and, and swallow people, the God who can just send floods, destroy people, the God who sent Christ out of his sheer love and mercy and absolute grace, the God who sent Christ to die in our place, who could have stopped it, but so loved that he gave Christ. 
We're talking about the God who speaks a word, just a word, and everything can change. God Almighty, who knows everything, who's all-powerful, is totally, absolutely perfect in holiness and understanding and wisdom at every level. All this is whom we're addressing. Don't treat him like a vending machine. Like a, a Father Christmas who's just going to answer our little wish list. Treat him with awe, with reverence, and yet knowing he's our Father, Abba, Daddy. So be respectful, but be passionate, and let the force that comes be the force where you're standing upon the Word of God, not demanding, but coming still as one who is a son, but a servant and always undeserving. All that God is ever going to do for us is because of Jesus, never because of us. So know how to, to pray. Know how to, when, when you've really had a breakthrough, know how to persist, to stand there. How to pray for individuals, how to pray for your church, how to pray for your city, how to pray for your country, and how to pray for the nations. Uh, your prayer skills. And then we, well, uh, there's so much to say. Each one of these, I'm just giving you a little kernel of it all, hoping that you yourself will go before God and let him enlarge all of this. Each one of these things basically is, it could take, well, it could take weeks and weeks of preaching to cover this whole subject. And then we get to our prophetic skills. In order to be prophetic, we need to be hearing God. I, I've been so impressed over the last few days, I've been underlying in my Bible, speak, looking at Elijah and Elisha, uh, their lives as I'm reading on my daily basis. The often it, how so often it says, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah. The word of the Lord came to Elisha. The word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came. The word of, you see, prophetic skills have to start with hearing God. And we've got to stand in, this, in, in, in the place where God is and give him time to speak to us before we get up and start prophesying. I'm hearing people prophesying stuff that it never comes about. They're false prophets, but nobody will tell them that. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not saying that they are absolutely deceitful at every level. But when you say God said and he didn't, that's not true. It's false. It's false prophecy. So please, your prophetic school, learn to hear God. Give him time to speak. And then the art of communicating what he's saying. In a sane, sober, hopeful, gracious and wise way. Without you putting a personal application to it, what you think, let God, by the Holy Spirit, interpret that to the different people who hear. And then we need the art of judging prophecy. Like the sons of Issachar. They need that they could discern the times and what Israel or what we, the church, should be doing. And then what about the biblical content of our prophecies? I'll leave that with you. Think it through. So many prophecies are just wishy-washy. They have no Bible base, foundation. None of them meet of the Word of God. Moving on quickly. <laughs> I hope this isn't putting you off, but what about our piloting skills, our administrative schools, skills? How about starting with my own life? 
can I administrate myself? Can you administrate your own life, your personal affairs? Are they shabby? Are they in a mess? Have you got them where under the guidance and the control and the, with the empowering of the Holy Spirit, you've got them basically lined up? Your, your personal affairs? What about your family affairs? And your priorities? Your friendships? Are you administrating them well? Your peers? Those in ministry with us, leadership, how are we doing with them? What about our study, our Bible, our office? Have a look right now, if you're in your office, have a look around your office, your desk, around, what's scattered around. How are you administrating that? Is it a shambles? Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Um, well, can you, what about administrating the, the, the kingdom of God, the administration of the kingdom that Paul often talks about in his letters to the churches? <laughs> uh, are you in conflict with others all the time? Or are you a leader that can, that's unifying? Or are you always in conflict? Always somebody fighting you? Uh, in, within your own, there'll always be the enemy fighting us and using people out there. I'm talking about those in the, your inner circle, as it were. Uh, how are you doing with that on your eldership team and your deacon team? Those that are close to you, friends, how are you doing with them? Are you treating them well? Do they know you respect them? Do, do they know that? You love them, that you care for them, that you, you're for them, that you'll do your best for them. You're available. Please hear me. And may God help you to administrate in every one of these areas. Conflicts with others and those under your care. The home cell if you're a, a, a deacon. Your church if, if you're on eldership. Piloting skills. And then what about your planning skills? Moving off piloting. Planning for each day, getting before God, seeing what are the highest priorities, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, what we should avoid, who we should give time to for each day and still making room for the unexpected, not living rigidly, living in legalism, but with some idea of where God wants you to go and what God wants you to be involved in. And then making room for the unexpected and for the year ahead, for, uh, for your life, for the year after next, after this one and the one after. All of these things, if you're on translocal team, look at what the, the translocal team is doing and what you need to be at, what they're planning around the world, and then fit in the rest of what you're doing in your more local church, which is easier to, to negotiate and change, etc., Look at those things. What about your retirement years? Are you planning for that? Have you made asking God to help you to make provision for when you retire, that you're not forever a burden to certain people financially or at any other level? Plan your life. And then moving on quickly to try and bring this little part to a close, what about your perception skills? 
do, do, do you ask God to help you to develop the ability to what I used to call scope, to just see what the decision you make now is going to end up in, in a month, two months, three months or five years time down the road. What you set in motion now, what it's going to end up to the best of your ability. Ask God to, to help you to hone those perception skills. Uh, also, when we talk about perception, what about those? Sometimes we get up into the pulpit and we're preaching and we feel like people are opposing us. Uh, and very often our perception of that is wrong. Is it real or is it just unreal? The situation, people, whatever the situation may be, moving on quickly. What about our participation skills? Are we team players? Cover this so many times because it's so important. Are we prepared to be involved at every level that God calls us to be involved in? And not just reserving our options. Well, I will if I want to, but I won't if I don't want to. It's what is God saying and what is expected of us because we are on team? And then our peace skills. Are we fighting the right war wars? I remember they uh, put together a book on, on this fight, choosing your, own, your battles. So many of us are involved in the wrong battles. We're turning people against us because we're getting involved in things. We actually are secondhand, and most of those things are secondhand offenses that are, you're hearing about that cause you to start fighting people. They're not reality. The things that we just need to ask God, help us to leave that alone and to fight the right war against the devil and seeing Christ's kingdom come through. Finding a place of rest, peace, forgiving and finding forgiveness. And then also our parenting skills, your own family, your spiritual sons, and then your passion skills. In other words, your love life. What are those things like the love of your family, the things you love to do, the people you love to be with? Are you negotiating all of these skills the way God wants you to? And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking again, will you please help all of us to be our best for you? And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so good. Amen.